In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. The broadcast is live in the name of Jesus. Do you know that God is in control? Do you know that nothing happens without His saying yes? Oh yes, God is in control. He's in control of your life if you surrender. If you surrender. Surrendering to the Lord gives God the controls. We want God to be in the driver's seat. We want to be passengers. The scripture that we get uh, during the week, the antiphon is, Surrender to the Lord and he will do everything for you. Surrender to the Lord, and he will do everything for you. I know that to be true. I know that to be true. I surrender to you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. I surrender to you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. We're looking at Mark chapter 2. We're going to go over it again, and then we'll continue. When he returned to Capernaum after some days, that's where Jesus did most of his miracles in Capernaum. It was reported that he was at home at Peter's house, Simon's house. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door. And he was speaking the word to them. Why speak the word to them? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He is the Word made flesh, speaking the Word of the Kingdom of God to the people. The Kingdom of God is not in food, eating and drinking, but joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. Joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. How we need the Kingdom to burst into our everyday life. Let me tell you what happened with Anthony. I tried to call him yesterday, and I couldn't get him. There was a man who came to be prayed with. The man only went to church one time at a wedding. He was an agnostic. He didn't know if God existed. Anthony prayed over him. He felt the Spirit, and when he went home, he could hear better. He says, I'm coming back. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? That's beautiful. I'm coming back. This is a person that Jesus has been looking for. Thank God for Anthony. Thank God that he prayed the way he prayed. Power of God went through him. He felt the presence of God. He said, I feel the presence of God. He was an agnostic. I'm coming back next week. My Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name for doing things like that. I thank you in Jesus' name doing things like that. Then some people 
came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, remember they're outside the door, can't get in, they removed the roof above him. And after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, the faith of the four men, hallelujah, to have friends like that, that bring you to Jesus, hallelujah. He said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Now how can a paralyzed man commit sin? In his mind. In his mind. So Jesus says to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but only God? At once or immediately, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves. He could read their minds. Oh, yes, that's Jesus. He could read their minds. And he said to them, Why do you raise these questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or say, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. But so that you may know, not believe, but know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat, and go home. And he stood up, and immediately, there's that word again, took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. I'm telling you, that man that was prayed over by Anthony could say exactly the same words. I've never seen anything like this. I'm coming back. This is God doing these things on a Wednesday night. This is God. This is God. Chapter 1, uh, 2, verse 13. Jesus went out again beside the sea. That's where he was, beside the sea. The whole crowd gathered around him. And what do you think he's going to do? And he taught them. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, that's Matthew, sitting at his tax booth. He said to him, follow me. He got up and followed Jesus. Just think, these words, follow me, said to a tax collector. A tax collector was hated by the Jews because he was a Jew working for Rome. Jesus didn't hate him. He went out fishing that day, fishing for Matthew, fishing for Matthew. Follow me. And he got up and followed Jesus. And as he sat at dinner in the Levi's house, so Levi has a party. He has a party in his house. Many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting 
with Jesus and his disciples. Jesus is going to be fishing. Tax collectors and sinners, he's going to be fishing for their hearts. That's Jesus. The Pharisees and the scribes are going to say, why do you sit with sinners? How foolish. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Do you know that? That all have sinned. That includes me. That includes you. That includes all of us. For there were many who followed him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Why does your master eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. No one is righteous, not one, unless they've been cleansed with the blood of Jesus. Oh, he's out fishing. I've heard of a bishop in Canada. On his lapel, he wears a fishing hook, not a cross. And people said, isn't that a fishing hook? He says, yep, I'm out fishing every day. I'm out fishing every day. That's beautiful. There was a man who questioned the fishing hook, and the bishop took hold of his arm and said, I'm fishing, and you're the fish. And said, no, 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 let go of me. He wasn't ready. But the pastor or the bishop was very ready. I tell you, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. Let me continue. I've called not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Verse 18 of chapter 2. Now John's disciples, disciple of the Baptist, and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to Jesus, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisee fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them, can they? Who's the bridegroom? Jesus. Who's the guests? Us. Do you know that we have one bridegroom? Men, Jesus is your bridegroom. Women, Jesus is your bridegroom. While the bridegroom is with them, they cannot fast, can they? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, the ascension. Men, what are you looking up for in the ascension? Go into the city and pray until you receive power from on high. And he was taken from their midst, and a cloud covered him. It was the cloud of glory, the cloud of glory that covered him in Acts 1. The bridegroom is taken away from them 
and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a piece, a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old cloak. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old. A worse tear is made. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Why? They will burst the skins, and the wine is lost. Who is the wine? It's the Holy Spirit. Who is the wineskin? Mary, you, me. New wine into new wineskins, so it won't burst. Are you drinking of the wine of the Spirit? Are you drinking of the wine of the Spirit? Not the wine that you come from grapes. You shouldn't be doing that, some of you, because you're drinking too much. But are you drinking from the wine of the Spirit? That's available for us. Just as Jesus healed the man that was paralyzed, the wine of the Spirit is available for us. One puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Verse 23, On the Sabbath he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain on the Sabbath. Oh, I'm telling you, the scribes and Pharisees are going to see this, and they're going to say it's the Sabbath. He has no right to work on the Sabbath. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and needed a food? He entered into the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and he ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. And he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. I remember when we were in Jerusalem. We were living in the Polish house. And uh, we came back from the Western Wall, which means it was Saturday, began Saturday, and they started to get angry with us that we were driving on the Sabbath day. The Lord is Lord of the Sabbath. But you know, we have a Sabbath day too. It's called Sunday. We need to take advantage of Sunday. We need to use it to pray and to be with our friends and our family. We need to go on picnics together, do something on the Sabbath day. This is something that we've lost. When I was a child, everything was closed on Sunday. Now, the busiest day is Sunday at the market. It's sad. It's sad. 
we've lost the whole meaning of the Sabbath. We don't want to be literalists, but we want to take advantage of the Sabbath. Chapter 3, again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath. This is crazy. A withered hand. Watch and see if he's going to cure him on the Sabbath. How sad. It was, if it was their withered hand, they would say, come right up and do it. How sad. How hypocritical. So that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, come forward. Then he said to him, them, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to kill, but that you were silent? He looked around at them with anger, and he was grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and the hand was restored. The Pharisees went out, and immediately, there's that word, conspired with the Herodians against him how to destroy Jesus. They should have a party. The man had a withered hand, and it was made normal. Again, if it was their hand, they wouldn't care if it was made on the, he healed on the Sabbath. The Lord is Lord of the Sabbath. Verse 7, chapter 3. Jesus departed with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him, hearing all he was doing. That man... I'm going to assure you he's going to ask people to come on a Wednesday night because he was blessed and partially healed in his ears. Hearing all he was doing, they came to him in great numbers from Judea, Jerusalem, Adamia, beyond the Jordan, and the region of Tyre and Sidon. He told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd. Couldn't preach because of the crowd. So what's he going to do? He's going to get in a boat and preach from the boat on the sea. And it's perfect acoustics because it's surrounded by hills so that they could not crush him for he had cured many, so that all who had diseases pressed upon him to touch him. Whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and shouted, You are the Son of God. But he sternly ordered them not to make him known. He wants to be made known by the children of God, not by the demons. The demons know him very well. He is their arch enemy. Do you know him? Well, go make him known. 
If you know him, go make him known. It's time for you to get off your comfort seat and to go make him known. How are they going to be made known? Well, someone told the man that was an agnostic to come to a healing service. So that person said, we used to call the man unbeliever. Can't call him that anymore. He's not an unbeliever. He's got a kernel of faith. Oh, he needs much more, and he'll get it. But we start with the kernel of faith. Oh, he doesn't know the blood yet. He doesn't know the power of the cross yet. He doesn't know the power of the name of Jesus yet. But he's coming back, and he will learn it in his heart. Was he born again when he felt the presence of God? I don't know. Only God knows that. The only thing I know is he's coming back. The demons, whenever unclean spirits saw him, they shouted, You are the Son of God. But he sternly ordered them not to make him known. Verse 13. He went up the mountain and called to him those whom he loved. That beautiful. He went up the mountain and called to himself those whom he loved. And they came to him. Do you know he loves you? Are you going to come to him? The Bible says, No one who comes to me shall I ever reject, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of what he has given me, but that I should raise it up on the last day. Are you the one that comes to him today? Are you needy and poor? I am. So what do you do? Lord Jesus, here I am. I come to do your will. I surrender. Here I am. I come to do your will. I surrender. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, to be with him and to be sent out to proclaim the message. What message? The message of the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come we pray. Thy will be done, we pray, on earth as it is in heaven. We don't even know what we're praying. We're praying that what happens in heaven should be happening on earth. That man experienced what happens in heaven, and he is curious. I think as I think about him, I'm sure he's saying, I hope Wednesday night comes around quickly. I want more. That's why it's easier to touch the agnostic than it is to touch many people that sit in pews because they think they know it. But they don't know it, many of them. That's why we've got to preach the word in season and out of season when convenient and inconvenient. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, 
and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Something is happening on Wednesday nights. Are you coming to 44 School Street at 7 o'clock Wednesday at St. John the Baptist in Quincy? God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.